0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Holman, and welcome to the Here We Are, So Here We Go podcast. And today's episode is going to be one that is going to provide a perspective on racism. Obviously, uh, racism continues to rear its ugly head across the United States, and it's something we absolutely need to be talking about and addressing. But we need to have perspective on this as well. I had the opportunity On a Sunday morning to interview Ralph Berry, a counselor from Teen Challenge in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. And to be honest, I did not know what to expect fully. And what happened in that interview was something that you could see that God's fingerprints were all over it. Speaking through Ralph in a way I have not heard someone speak before about racism, obviously coming from it from the perspective of being an African American. And yet, being a Christian, he has a perspective on it from so many different angles. And I truly trust this is going to be an episode that you not only enjoy, but it's going to challenge you. And I really want to encourage you to share this episode with others as well, and maybe talk about it with your kids. So I pray that this next episode of our podcast will be a blessing to you as you gain a perspective on racism. God bless. Friends, if you're a guest or visitor, we're so glad. God has brought you into the log church, or if you're tuning in today, we're glad you have done it. And by the way, that's gonna—that's a permanent now part of our ministry is to offer these services through live stream, and then they're available on our website afterwards as well. It's a way that you can stay connected because we know a lot of folks, you know, that they're here for a weekend or they're here for the season, and then they—they—they they, they go, and then we want to be able to stay connected. So uh, we look forward to being able to continue to do that as well, and we're actually gonna start a podcast as well on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so you have a way to stay connected on Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Mandy has Vine Time, which is a a study that you could join in as well. We're gonna continue to offer options. Um, If you wanna know where the podcast is, it's called herewego.fm. Here we go, FM, and it'll, it'll launch on Tuesday, and there'll be just 30-minute little episodes, things you can listen to as you're on a treadmill or in a car or things of that nature that we're just going to continue to speak truth into and, and offer as well. But you're, if you're here for the first time and or you've been with us kind of for the last few weeks, we're doing this series right now called Twisted, where we're recognizing that there are some statements and or some scripture passages and a combination of both that commonly get used but are also misused and misunderstood. We've been talking through a few of them, like plans to prosper. Does that mean we're all going to be rich? Like that's just what that, is that what that means? Or do not judge lest you be judged. It means we can't judge anyone for anything, about anything because, you know, do not judge. Is that true? We don't have to wait but the bible also says judge correctly what does that mean and so we talked through that and kind of untwisted that passage we had we really had some spent dwelled on everything happens for a reason is that true every bad thing god, is god up there zapping people with cancer and zapping people with is that true everything happens for a reason and then we found out that that's not even in the bible and so we've been unpacking and untwisting some things well today is another pretty, oh, and before I get to that, there are some books that I want to encourage you because we could have I mean, we're probably going to come back and do this series again and pick five more um, verses or statements that we're going to untwist, but a couple books that you might really want to get, want to encourage you one more time with these is Hard Sayings of Jesus or the Misused Verses in the Bible is where we've been gleaning a lot of, these are just great that help you unpack, and if you struggled with a couple weeks ago, we talked about how to pray in my name, what does that mean, how to pray if you will ask, it's another really good book that, just want to encourage these to you for your personal reading, I think you'll really enjoy them and you'll learn a lot lot and glean a lot of truth out of those things but today's is going to be over here on this one anyone ever said this God never gives us more than we can handle anyone ever heard that and we it's one of those things and well before we get into that have you ever been in a point in your life where you've been completely overwhelmed by life have you ever been in that spot where you think I don't think I can handle any more of this this is as much as I can handle I, I simply can't handle anymore. You feel like you got this black cloud that's over you all the time and wherever you go, you're like that, you know, that character in the cartoons where it's got that black cloud following you wherever you go and you're like, I just don't know how much more of this I can handle. And then, it, and you may even be in that place today. There may be some that are like, oh my goodness, how did Mark know where I'm at today? I mean, this is, this, that's exactly what I'm feeling today. And maybe it was even hard for you to come to church or to tune in because you were like, I don't know if I can handle this. Well friends we want to talk about this for a minute because chances are if you haven't been in that place it's going to happen to you and if you've been in that place maybe too, someone came up to you and said the famous well you know I'm sorry to hear that but God will never give you more than you can handle by the way if they ever said that how how did that make you feel. How many of you wanted to slug the person right there and just be like, okay, right? You're just like, bam! um, Oh wait, never mind. Um, But instead we smile and thank you and I appreciate that. But it really almost makes you feel like wrong for feeling the way you do. You almost start to feel a little more guilty. And I'm sorry, I'm going to press in a little more on that. Why do we say it? Why do we say that as Christians to somebody else that's you know, there, because usually what's happened is they've, and let me just try to unpack probably why we do this. Is usually what's happening is somebody's unloading on you what is going on in their life, and it's one bad thing, and then there's another, and then they're telling you about this, and now I've got this going on too, and then I've got this, and then I got that. And as you get into it, you're just sitting there going, oh my, oh my, oh geez, wow. And you just are getting to the point like, now what am I going to say? And I really don't know what to say because that's a lot, and that's not good and I don't have anything to say, so, well, God will never give you more than you can handle. We end up saying that, and that's really, really, you say that, that pretty much ends it, because there's not much more that they can say in response to that, and then we walk away feeling a little bit better, like, okay, well, I was at least able to, Kind of get out of that, but then also maybe bring some comfort. Well, friends, let's talk about this. Where is that statement in the Bible? Anyone want to point out the verse? Chapter, the book, chapter, verse? Here we go again. Guess what? It's not in the Bible. That statement's not found in the Bible. So no wonder we get it twisted. And we talked about that when we were on that everything happens for a reason, that that too doesn't appear in the Bible. The passage that does appear in the Bible is, in all things God works for the good of those who love him. But that is much different than saying everything happens for a reason. And we unpacked that a couple weeks ago. Well, friends, in the same way, there is a verse attributed to this statement. God never gives you more than you can handle, but let's look at the verse. It comes from 1 Corinthians 10.13. And let's see, does it really say that? 1 Corinthians 10.13, Paul writes, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So friends, this is a statement. But is this saying... God will never give you more than you can handle. It's not saying that. What it is talking about here is temptation. And temptation is much different than suffering. In fact, there's a huge difference. Temptation, and this this passage points it out, is a reality for all of us. It says, but when you are tempted. It doesn't say if you are tempted. It says when you are tempted, which, by the way, how many of you here have ever been tempted in your life? How many of you have been tempted this week? How many of you have already been tempted today to do some things you shouldn't do? Say, don't let's not go down that pathway. But we, and that is because we live with an enemy who is actually one of the names attached to him is a tempter. And what Satan is constantly doing is tempting us to do things that we're not supposed to do, to say things that we're not to say, He's trying to lead us away from walking in the ways of God and living according to the way God has us to live so that it will go well with us. He doesn't want things going well with us. He wants to destroy us. He wants to keep things from going well with us. So he's constantly tempting us not to do what we are called to do as God's followers. And we fall for it over and over and over again. So, this passage is being clear that we will be continually tempted, but then it does frame it for us because there are some realities around temptation. The first frame or the first side, one of the walls of temptation, is that no temptation will be new or something that others have not faced. So, if you think you're the first one to ever be tempted to do whatever, chances, by the way, you're not the first one to be ever tempted to do pornography. You're not the first one ever being tempted to do, there, there is no temptation that is new. So that is a truth that we have to understand. It's, it's a temptation that others have faced. Also, a second truth is God will not allow us to be tempted in a manner that we cannot bear. In other words, God has unlimited powers, but Satan is limited with what he can and can't do. His powers are not unlimited. He has limited powers, he has limited abilities. So there is, we cannot be tempted beyond something that we cannot bear. And the other truth is with every temptation there is always a choice and a way out. How many of you can say that's true in my life? Every time I've been tempted, I could have done something else. There was another option for me. There was a different way I could have gone. And we know that to be true. So that is the truth around temptation. So this passage from 1 Corinthians 10, 13, rightly interpreted, is saying, we can definitely say it said that God will never let you be tempted beyond what you can handle or without a way out. But it does not say God never gives us more than we can handle. That's a false understanding. That's twisting it. And so we got to be careful here not to twist this verse because when it comes to suffering, that's a whole different thing than temptation. That verse is about temptation. But with suffering, here is the reality. We also are all going to suffer. But often with suffering, we do not have a choice. How many of you have ever had to suffer through or with something that you had no choice over that? Yep. Often, there's no choice with suffering. Often, with suffering, there's no way out. Because here's our reality is we live, we've talked about this two weeks ago, we live in perishing bodies in a perishing land. And because it's perishing and because our bodies are perishing, there are things that are going to happen to us that we cannot stop from happening. We cannot prevent, and and, and I won't even say there are things that are going to happen to us that we simply, our bodies cannot handle so there are going to be times and situations in life that you are going to face where things happen to you and because your body is perishing it's not going to be able to handle that and you get your body gets overwhelmed by it we can get overwhelmed emotionally and mentally especially in today's world, and we talk about mental health a lot because it's a very real thing that happens to people that get a very real thing called depression or anxiety and bipolar, and it can start to overwhelm you emotionally and mentally, and you get to a point where I don't think I can handle it, that's because your body is not as it should be, and it can't handle these things. And so you are going to need help. You're going to need assistance. And there are going to be times when we get overwhelmed Spiritually. Where we begin to question faith, we get to question the promises of God because we're getting overwhelmed by this world that we are living in because this world is not as it should be and our bodies are not as they should be. So here's what I want to say instead is, get this, it's okay to say you're not what? Okay. Friends, that's a mantra that we have at this church It's why we really try to live up to our mission to be a safe place for people to know, love, and follow Christ. And in order for us to be a safe place, it's got to be a place where it's okay to say you're not okay. How many of you had someone say, how are you doing today when you walked into church? And what did you say? I'm good. No, you're not. None of us are. Are you okay? Probably not. Are you at a point that maybe you're not even wondering? Maybe for some of you, just even coming to church was a battle. Choosing to tune in right now is like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can handle anymore. And you're feeling overwhelmed. I want you to know it's okay. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. And instead of us responding, oh, but, you know, God will never give you more than you can. handle. Well, that's just not true. There's, the world is going to give you all sorts of things you can't handle. Life is going to give you all sorts of things you can't handle. We should be saying it's okay not to be okay. That's healthy. And so then what do I do instead? Well, the first thing, and here's the deal. It's not just me telling you that it's okay to cry out and say I'm not okay. It's okay for you to say things aren't okay. Friends, that's been throughout Scripture. Turn to the Psalms. You will see all sorts of people crying out to God in anger. In fact, I'll point out one of them, or two of them that are kind of fun. One psalmist writes this, Why, God, have you forsaken me? How many of you have ever been there? That in the midst of it, you're like, why, God? Why are you not there? So it's okay to cry out, why? Why, Lord, is this happening? In Psalm 88, it says, darkness is my closest friend. That is, in other words, that's the language of, I feel like I have a dark cloud over me wherever I go. I can't ever catch a break. Things never work out. It's one bad thing after another because darkness is my closest friend. It's okay to say that, friends. That's in the Bible. I think a lot of times we get like, well, I can't really say that. I can't really admit that. I feel like I'm sinning. I feel like I'm less than. And It's okay to say you're not okay. Lamentations, read that. My goodness, it's a whole book of the Bible where all people are doing is lamenting about their horrible situation, their horrible circumstances that are causing deep and seemingly to them unbearable suffering, and they're lamenting. It's okay not to be okay. Job, read the book of Job. That guy, how many of you would say that guy faced some pretty tough things? Yup. Losing his kids, losing his family, losing his job, losing, it goes on and on and on. Yeah, there's times where he cries out to God where he's not Okay. And Jesus himself expressed those same feelings because when Jesus came to earth, he took on human form. He took on a perishable body. He started living in a perishable land. So he walked amongst us. He saw suffering. He, too, saw he was going to suffer. He knew what was coming ahead for him, that he was going to be put through suffering pretty much like none other and was going to have to be crucified for us. And in Matthew 26, what does he say to God? He cries out to God, my soul is what? Overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I'm not sure I can handle this. That's his humanness, showing that he's fully human. He wasn't sinning and saying that because Jesus never sinned. So you're not sinning when you're saying you're not okay. It's okay to say that. In fact, I think, I wish the church would truly become a safe place where we can actually say we're not okay to one another. And here are the areas in life where I'm feeling like I can't handle things, and I don't know what to do. And then what we have to do is when people do that, let's be careful not to respond with, well, "Well, God will never give you more than you can. No, don't do that because that's not true. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. In fact, what I see in the Bible is essentially God telling us this is going to happen. Bad things are and you need to get ready. Trouble is on the way. There was only one time where God will never give us more than we can handle. And he created that for us. When he created us, he put us into bodies that would not perish. And he placed us in a land that did not perish. Oh, well then in that land... And in those bodies, we were never going to have anything that we could not handle. And he made that very clear to us. Like, this is, and we will dwell here forever. You will never have to want for anything, need anything. You don't need clothes. You don't, this is a perfect land, perfect bodies. We'll be here forever. Just don't eat of this tree, because if you do, you will surely What? You will surely die. You are now introducing that if you eat of this tree, you will now be introduced into bodies and a land that will now perish. You will no longer be in this land. You will now inherit these perishable bodies in a perishable land where there's going to be, your bodies are going to not be able to handle everything. And your world is not going to be able to handle it, it's no longer perfect. So just don't eat that tree. And of course, what did we do? We ate of the tree. And now, how many of us say, I am definitely living in a perishable body? where my body is having things happen to it that it can't handle, and our world is having things happen to it that we can't. How many of us say we live in a pretty messed up world where things are happening that we cannot handle, that our world cannot handle? Hurricanes, tornadoes, things that it can't handle, and lives are dying as a result of it. Death is a reality in this land. So that is the truth, is we live in a land of things that we cannot handle. So So then what are we supposed to do? Well, good luck, people. Is that what God said? Good luck with that. No, God said, What is, by the way, what is the first step in getting well in a 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous is to what? Admit that you have a problem. Friends, that's the first step if we want to get well. If you are in a place where you're not sure you can handle this, the first step is to admit, I can't handle this. The best thing we can do is to say, you know what? Because now that opens the floodgates to what God has given us to help us handle what we think we can't handle. And what are those things that God has given us to help us handle, to strengthen us to handle what we think we can't? The first thing that he gave us, or I'm not going to put this in any order, the first thing that comes to mind is he gave us prayer. And there's two sides to prayer. The first side to prayer is you can cry out to God at any time about anything and you don't need to hold back. Let him have it. He's a God with pretty big shoulders. And friends, in order for us to get well, we have to let him. I can't handle any more of this, Lord, of what's going on with this, what's going on. I'm not sure I can handle this depression. I'm not sure I can handle this cancer diagnosis. I'm not sure I can handle what happened through this suicide. I'm not sure I can handle this anymore, Lord. Let him have it. That's healthy. He's a God that's saying, give it to me. Cast your burdens unto me, for I care for you. I'm open. My ears are always there for you. I'm always here to listen. And I'm not going to come back with the response of, I'm never going to give you more than you can handle. No, I know you're in a land where you're going to get more than you can handle, where your body is getting more than it can handle. This. He's prepared for it. Let him have it through prayer. Unleash it. And then secondly, Another, The other side of prayer is let others know so they can pray for you because there is power when people are praying for you. And friends, we have one of the greatest tools in this church. I mean, other churches have it too, so I'm not making this just about us. But I'm telling you, whatever you think you can't handle, email it to us. Email it to me, to Troy. Put your own wording on it. You don't have to attach your name to it. You can say, I want this going out anonymous or I want this just going out with my initials or just my first name. Whatever it is you feel you can't handle right now, email it into us and it will go. We have a prayer chain that will have over 200 people praying for it. Friends, there is power in prayer. Turn it loose. Let us pray for you. And again, you can also send it in to Sarah at the office, to Troy, to myself, email it to any one of us. And by the way, if you also want to be on that prayer chain and say, I want to be one of those people, let's get that prayer list up to 250. Let's get it up to 300. If you're listening online, it doesn't matter where you are in the country, be a part of this. Let's pray for one another. God has given that so that he can help us handle what we think we can't then the second thing he's given us is his word, the Bible. And because it's his living word. He wants to speak into us, And so, but how can he speak if we don't give him a chance? And that's why I love what Troy did last week. He gave us all these different Bible reading plans, and I want to encourage you, again, two sides of a coin with, with being in the word. One is just be in it every day of the week. Follow a Bible reading plan. Troy has given us like five different options. Talk to him after the service. Email him and say, the one I want is this, so that every day you're in the Word. Now, you may say, how is that going to help? How many of you have found this to be true? I'm going to have you raise your hand. How many of you have said, I've been in the Word, and whatever I was reading that day was exactly what I needed to hear? How many of you have had that? Look around you. Friends, it's crazy that if you're just in it, all of a sudden it will have something. You'll be like, that is exactly what I needed for that day. So that's one way to be in the Word. Use a plan, follow it, and just let God speak. But another way to be in the Word is if you are struggling and you think you can't handle something, write down individual words. I'm feeling hopeless. I'm feeling helpless. I'm feeling sad. I'm angry. Put those one words down. Make a list of one-word things. Then go to the back of your Bible, and there's whatever is the, the word that's where you're at. you say, I'm just angry. Okay. Go to the back of your Bible, there's something called a concordance, which has individual words in it, look up the word anger, and then it will take you to Bible verses with the word anger in it. Or in today's world, friends, you can probably do a silly Google search, give me Bible verses on the word anger. You don't even need a concordance, and trust me, you know what will happen? It will take you to Bible verses with the word anger, and let God speak to you through His word about anger. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated, but let God's word speak. So use prayer when you think you can't handle. Yeah, it's okay to admit that. God wants to help you. He wants to help you through prayer. He wants to help you through his word. And I'll give you another thing. He wants to help you right here with worship. How many of you have walked into church sometimes and said, man, you walk out, you didn't want to be here, then you walked out. Don't admit that, by the way. But but then you walked out afterwards saying, now I know exactly why God had me come to worship that day. There was something in one of the songs. There was something in a conversation you had. There was something that happened through the message where you're like, that's exactly what I needed today. Friends, worship is a gift God gives us to give us things to help us handle what we think we can't. He wa- that's why he gave us worship, and the final thing he gave us was his bride. He said, by the way, I'm leaving you my bride. Her name is the church. Go to her. She's there for you. Go to Pastor Troy. Go to Mark. Go to one of the elders. Come to us. We keep things confidential, and I promise you this, that if you come to us and let us know what you, where you're at and the thing that you don't feel you can handle, neither Troy or I will look you in the eyes and say, God will never give you more than you can handle. If we say that, you have the right to slug us, okay, deal? You can just, no, you said we can't, it's okay? Now Rich is looking forward to that, so. But friends, it's okay? Not to be okay. We have support groups here on Tuesday nights. We have a group that's just for guys. What's it going to cover? They don't know. It's called when you show up, guys. There's going to be two, one or two safe guys. Anyone that, that has met Dave Van Ningen knows he's as safe as it gets. And he's just there to listen and then to process with you and pray with you. And I'm telling you, it'll be the best thing. It's, it's literally called it's okay not to be okay, a support group for men. Tuesday nights, 6 30. Women, we have one for you. Led by someone very safe that is just going to listen, pray with you. One of our best prayers in this church. We got a bunch of those, but she's a really good prayer, and it's okay not to be okay. If you're struggling with alcohol, we have support groups for you on Tuesday night. It's okay. The church is here for you. Small groups, all sorts of things. So let's close with this here's the deal we all are going to face times and situations where it's more than we can handle let's all just admit that it's going to happen because god is not the one giving us more than he doesn't sit up there and say i'm going to zap jim with more than he can handle because i just am going to have fun watching jim not be able to handle this that's not who our god is that's not true god doesn't sit up there zapping people with stuff trying to overwhelm them with things that's not who he is It is we live in a world that's messed up and bodies that are messed up and God knew that. And so God came to send his son to deliver us from that eventually. But then he also gave us things in this time to help us be able to handle what we think we can't. So when you get overwhelmed by things and feel you can't handle something, you have two choices. You can either isolate at that point and please don't do that because isolation only makes it worse. It gives more room for Satan to work. And to make things worse. But it's a, it's a huge temptation. Many faces. He tries to get you to then isolate. So that he can continue to work on you individually in an isolated place. And you don't get any of that help that God has for you. When you're in a place where you don't think you can handle. Please don't isolate. But instead you have the other option of you can open up. And, but, but, and you can open up to God. And then you can open up to his people. His church. His people. And allow God to then work to give you what you need to handle what you think you can't. So that's kind of what I want to leave you with. When life is giving you more than you can handle, let God and his people know so that God can help you handle what you think you can't. And all God's people said, amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord. Some of us today maybe just tuned in, maybe just came to church not wanting to, with carrying burdens of we're right on the edge right now. Not sure we can handle anymore. We're trying, we're putting on a good face, we're acting like we're okay. We dressed the part, acted the part, smiled like we should, but really we're not. If we had a TV screen above our heads showing how we're really feeling, it would say things like overwhelmed, hopeless, beyond frustrated, scared, worried, and not sure I can handle much more. For anyone that's in that place, Lord, may they know that this message was from you to them not from me to them, from you to them, to remind them very simply today or as they're listening to this, it's okay that you are saying to them, I know you're not okay. You never wanted us to live in a land with perishable bodies and in a perishable land. It's not you up there giving us more than we can handle. You are not a God that does that. No loving God would. And if it is a God, that's not a God I'd worship. That's not who you are. You are a God that cries with us. And you are a God that says, I know you are in that place. And you literally could say, I've been there myself. Because Jesus, you were. You know what that feels like. So you can relate. And then you say to us, come to me. Cast those burdens, those fears, those worries, those doubts, those feelings, being overwhelmed. Cast those unto me. I care for you, and then you will start giving us what we need to handle what we think we can't. And you'll give that to us through prayer. You'll give that to us through your word. You'll give that to us through worship, and you'll give that through us, to us through community but those are things that require us not to isolate, but instead require us to admit and to be honest and to be authentic and to be open. And so I pray, Lord, that we'll go to those support groups. We'll send in a prayer request. We'll come to worship. We'll join a small group We will take advantage of the things that you have given to us to help us handle what we think we can't. So thank you for being a God that is here with us, our Emmanuel, God with us. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Here We Are, So Here We Go! podcast with Pastor Mark Holman. For more information about this podcast, The Log Church, or Faith at Home Ministries, go to our webpage, herewego.fm. If you were blessed by today's episode and would like to financially support this podcast, please click on the support button at herewego.fm.